0: This practice that we're undertaking of gathering our minds into samadhi, of making the mind firm, well-established, is extremely important because the mind that has a strong foundation and is firmly established will give rise to wisdom and the mind that has wisdom will be able to keep the precepts and keep morality well and so this practice of keeping our virtue our morality essentially that is the restraint and collecting in our actions of body and our actions of speech we can take up the five precepts, or the eight, or 227 precepts, and the purpose of all of this is to take care of our body, our actions of body and speech, so that they are conducive to peace. When we have trained our mind to take care of our actions of body and speech, then We'll feel a sense of ease and peace, and we won't uh, be worried about things. And this will make gathering our minds into samadhi even easier than before. The things that disturb our mind and that uh, aggravate them, prevent peace from coming up, are many. One of these things is doubt or uncertainty. So we may doubt the practice and wonder, how should I practice? And what is the fastest way of gaining results in the practice? Which is the correct method and what's the right path? These doubts, they slow us down. They hinder us and they make our minds ill at ease. And so being afflicted by these hindrances it's like having a body that's full of sickness and we're not going to feel well we're not going to feel comfortable with that body it would just be very disturbing for us and a lot of suffering but when we get over that illness then we'll have the energy to to do work and to do many different things So these doubts, they make our minds murky and dark. But when we're able to develop samadhi and get into a state of samadhi, then we'll be able to control those doubts. And our minds will feel at ease, they'll feel happy and spacious. And this is one of the fruits of samadhi. And it's something that we can experience here in the present moment. All of us are able to do this. We're all able to cultivate samadhi. But we do need effort to do it. But it's something that's there within our capabilities. We can all do it. At the beginning, there may just be kanaka samadhi, this small uh, state of samadhi. But even though it's small, if we do it very often and try and cultivate that state often, keep our minds there, then that's able to suppress the defilements. Our minds then will be free of greed, hatred and delusion in that state and peace and calm will come up within the mind instead. We'll be able to see the path of practice and we'll be able to see how it is that we can free ourselves from suffering. When we train in the practice of wisdom, in order to give rise to samadhi very often, then that can bring us to a state of upajara samadhi, which is the level of samadhi that's very close to to full peace. So the calm that's there within that state is a very strong and firm state of calm. There will still be some amount of thinking going on uh, within this state, but it'll be greatly reduced. And those thoughts will be within a certain area. It's like the thoughts are running around, but they're running around within an enclosure. So, this Upajara Samadhi is a s- state of Samadhi that's close to peace, a state of Samadhi that will bring us happiness, that will bring us joy and bring great fullness into the heart. When we can reach samadhi of this level, we can then use that in order to contemplate and look into both physicality and mentality. Having that strong state of samadhi there behind us will give us what we need to be able to see clearly into these things, to see clearly that they're inconstant, that they change we'll be able to bring up that perception that the body is impermanent and we'll be able to see that clearly. Or we can bring up the perception that these bodies of ours are stressful, that they're suffering, they're full of different kinds of illnesses and they have to get old and age and they have, we have to experience a lot of pain through them. Or we can take the bodies apart and see them as just being empty see that there's no true self there within it. And we can also uh, contemplate the mental sankharas as well in this way and see that there's no true self, that it's all just empty. So being able to get into a state of upajara samadhi and use that for contemplation, our minds will separate out from the sense objects and from the moods and we'll see that the aramana, these objects and moods, they're one thing, and the mind is something else. They're not, they're not bound together. They're two different things. And we'll see this with clarity. When the heart experiences emptiness very often, and we're able to give rise to wisdom very often, then we'll understand things in a very clear way. And we'll understand this practice, we'll understand how it works. And by doing that, we'll relieve our minds from doubts. We can also contemplate these bodies and in the manner of seeing that they're not beautiful, that they're asubha. Or we can see that they're a collection of elements that have come together. Or look at it in terms of the perceptions of anicca, dukkha, anatta, of inconstancy of stress, not self. And this is the path that we take up. And so as we chanted before, bringing up this perception, seeing into the inconstancy of these things is the path to Nibbāna and the path that will make our minds pure and free from suffering. So we should have faith in this, this path of practice and not have many doubts. It's important for us to put in a lot of effort into maintaining our mindfulness and into keeping our minds firm and stable. This is something that's very important. Maybe some days we don't sit meditation like we are now, but we should try and keep our mindfulness with us throughout the day, keep our minds present and aware of what's going on. To keep our minds also in a state of samādhi and try and carry on doing this throughout our day. When we do this, then when we come around to the formal practice, this will make it go even better and make it go very fast. So these, and and then we'll be able to experience uh, the results, the fruits of that here in the present moment. But we do need to train in order to do this. Because if we don't train our minds, then they'll just run after all the moods and emotions that come up within them. And they'll just go after this constantly, chase after them all the time. And we'll always have a sense of self there within us all the time. So when we train our minds well, and we're more able to get them into a state of peace and maintain that state of peace, then our minds will become more intelligent and they'll be able to figure out a way to free themselves from suffering. So whether we're using wisdom to to develop and train our minds or whether it is that we're using samadhi to do that, we need to be able to get our minds to a state of stability and peace. As we do this, then they'll become so still that it'll give rise to these five factors of vitaka, vichara, piti, sukha, ikakadā. And the mind will gather together into one. It'll all come together into just one thing. Thoughts will stop and the mind that goes and proliferates and makes stories and goes on thinking, that'll all just stop. And the greed, hatred and delusion that's there will all be under control by the state of samadhi. When we come out of that state, then we'll be able to easily contemplate into the nature of our bodies and our minds in a way that allows understanding to arise. It'll be easy for us to teach our minds and teach them that this body really isn't sure It's not a stable thing. And our minds will believe that very easily. And this is wisdom that's arising. We can see our bodies break apart and see that there's no self there to them. And we'll also see that there's no self within the mental factors as well our minds will become pure little by little. They'll gradually become more white and bright, more pure. So even though at first the samadhi that we're able to get into may just be a little amount, it may be uh, not so stable, but if we carry on going in this manner without stopping, if we carry on on this path of practice, then we'll be able to develop that state. And we shouldn't have any doubts about that. Even if we do doubt it, just still carry on, carry on practicing. And as you carry on practicing, then the doubts will just stop by themselves. They'll be finished with by themselves. In the beginning, it's normal for this to happen, for there to be a lot of questions, a lot of doubting, and to not be so certain about the way of practice our thoughts will just go around in circles and it's like we can't find our way out of it and if we have doubts in our mind and we also have feelings of being aggravated and annoyed then this just makes the problem even worse so therefore we should really try and train ourselves and when we train ourselves then we'll see the fruits of the practice for ourselves in the present moment So everyone be sincere in your efforts in this path of practice.